Have you ever wondered if you could make a difference? This podcast brings you inspirational people who are making a tremendous difference. We will also be talking to experts in the field of creating the mindset you need so that nothing holds you back from making your vision a reality right now. Welcome to the Game Changers Podcast. And now, here's your host, Michelle Dutro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Game Changer Podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am your host, and I am thrilled to bring you a few gals to the show today. This is a very special and very unique show for this podcast because it's highlighting a cause that is incredibly near and dear to my heart, and it's one that is so important to me. It is actually shifting and shaping, really, the future of this podcast that we're going to get into here in a little bit. But the reason I wanted to uh, get this podcast out to you quickly is because one, there's a fundraiser that's attached to it, and that's coming up very soon. And another one is because we're coming up to the holidays. And as we're all thinking about gift giving and doing things that are meaningful, not just to the person we're giving gifts to, but imagine the thought of getting a gift that's actually helping the individual, meaning a cat or a dog, that you could be giving that to a family member, a child, or somebody else. So it's kind of a a double win, if you will, in being able to save an animal and then giving a gift to a child that they can learn responsibility and, and what it is to really look after another, let alone doing that amount of tremendous good in the world. So so that said, this is the holiday episode for the Game Changer podcast, and we are joined by, let me introduce them, Jessica Novello, Brittany Hayes, and Crystal, wait for it, Trajek. Did I say that right, Crystal? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes, it's the, it's it's the fantastic last name, who also, Crystal, is a very dear friend of mine and is a big reason why I'm living where I'm living because she's the realtor extraordinaire and actually got my house for me. So another plug to you, Crystal. That'll also be on show notes because it always <laughs> is. Uh, so anyway, these gals um, are all affiliated in some way, shape, or form. I'll let them tell you how here in a minute with Orange County Animal Care. They take in, imagine this, about 26,000 types of animals. I'm going to ask about what types and more about what they do. But here's the backdrop of all of this. The tagline for this show is inspiring you to make a difference. These gals all in their own way are doing things with their time, with their life that are making a tremendous difference to so many animals and to so many people who then wind up adopting and taking in these animals. So wherever you are as you're listening to this episode and you think, gosh, I don't know what I could do or I don't know how I could make a difference, whether it's this holiday season or going into next year, whether you hear stories that you're going to hear about volunteer work or starting a fundraiser or even contributing to the much-needed funds to an organization like this, wherever you are right now, you can absolutely make a difference. So I hope this inspires you to do just that. And now, without further ado, Miss Jessica, if you would, tell us exactly what you do for the OC Animal Care. Sure. So I am the community outreach team supervisor. Um, And so what that means is I help with the team that runs the volunteer program, the foster program, all of our events, all the coordinating, our program where we work with the rescue partners for dogs who are a little less adoptable. um, And I'm just kind of coordinating everything in terms of social media and outreach to the community. 
You know, I'm going to uh, I, I'm going to start using that uh, name to describe me. I'm just a little less adoptable. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I'm sure people have referenced me that way. Um, so, Jessica, out of curiosity, how long have you been there, and why did you choose to take that job? I'm sure there's a million things you could be doing with your life. Why this? Well, I've always kind of been called to work with animals. I studied animal science. I've always worked with them in some way, shape, or form. I'm actually new to California, so I'm new to the position. It's been about eight months, and honestly, I'm loving every second of it. Um, it's really fulfilling, and I couldn't. I don't know anybody who's more passionate about my job than <laughs> than me. So I think I'm a perfect fit for it. Nice, nice, nice. And so, just new to California, where'd you move from? I'm from Virginia. Oh wow, big change. Big change. Yeah, I, I'm loving the weather, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah hard to complain, isn't it? Yes. Uh, well, welcome. It's uh, nice to nice Thank to have you. you in California. Nice to have you here on the show. Brittany, I know, is in the background somewhere. Brittany, I'm going to put you on the spot because you're there and we can't have somebody in the room ignored. So, Brittany, what is it that you do? Well, Brittany doesn't have a microphone and she doesn't have an earpiece, so she can't hear you. Okay, oh, tell Brittany that Jessica, I just said, Brittany, what Jessica, do you do? And give her, a sh- give her a shout to jump in here Jessica, and get part of um, she, they want to know what you're doing when you help with the shelter. Here she comes. Here she comes. Here's Brittany, Hi, everybody. Hey. I help with um, doing the social media posts and creating our video content and creating some graphic flyers and just help out here and there wherever, wherever someone needs me. Excellent. So uh, Brittany and I are going to become good friends here when we talk about the Thursday show here uh, much later on. So that's fantastic. And Miss Crystal, how is it that you became affiliated with these folks? Well, you know, I think I am just, I'm an avid animal lover and I'm just someone who wants to give help to the groups that do so much for our communities and OC Animal Care happens to be at the top of my list. Awesome. So now, Jessica, I think I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you can, describe for us this particular animal shelter, because 26,000 animals was shocking to me. I just guess I can't wrap my head around uh, that size of a place. It really is hard to imagine that many animals. That's a lot of animals, right? So, So talk to me about the types of animals you bring in, if there's any that you don't, and and sort of what the facility is all about. Um, so we were actually founded in 1941. It was originally um, founded for rabies control, and it had 25 dog kennels. Um, now, obviously, we've had a lot of upgrades and a lot of additions to the old facility, and we're actually waiting for our new facility to be built. Um, should be ready by end of next year. Um, so what we do, our our primary goal really is to unite lost dogs. And um, for families who can't keep their dogs, um, for, for whatever reason, we try to help find them forever homes. So they need new homes, they need somewhere to go. Um, and then also to educate the community about spaying and neutering um, and how to properly care for a pet, how to properly um, pick a pet, because you know a dog may not be the correct choice for everybody. Got it. And so it's not just dogs, right? I mean, you take in all kinds of animals. Exactly. So we primarily dogs and cats. Um, we also have bunnies, rats, mice, reptiles. We'll take in farm animals um, when needed. So pretty much anything. Okay, wait, anything wait, wait, in wait, the wait. Area. For, you take in a pig, farm animals. Yes, mm-hmm. actually, yes. I, I was just uh, um, saying hi to a pig the other day. <laughs> Serious? And goats? Yes. Yes, goats. That's right. You have goats there? Um, I don't think we have any at the facility now, but we did have one in the last month. Oh, man, I'm going to be by soon. Okay, that, we'll see, that is uh, that is cool. 
Okay, uh, before I go off on a goat tangent, because I certainly can <laughs> for, for days on end, I can assure you. Speaking of the holidays and where you just said educating folks on picking a pet, you know, the right type of pet, the reality is everybody has a certain lifestyle, whether that's kids in the house, no kids in the house, super busy, want to be out playing uh, or more sedentary. When somebody is looking for a pet, are there like online resources? Where, where or how do people start to figure out, even just say with dogs and breeds of dogs, how they should go about choosing the right pet for them? There are so many resources online to go in and see um, what each kind of animal is like. Um, and then to kind of specialize in the same category, what kind of breed you want. So not every dog is the same. You may want an older dog if you're not going to have as much of an active lifestyle as you would if you wanted to get, you know, a one-year-old lab who needs to go running every day. So um, it, it really depends on the family and what they're looking for. If you're a beginner, you want to start off with a smaller animal that may be easier to care for. Yes, got it. Um, and and don't you agree that when you are you know walking around, obviously you spend plenty of time there. That as you're meeting the dogs, I would imagine it's just like when you're at a cocktail party and you're meeting people, you just <laughs> click, right? There are just some animals that you just click or resonate with for whatever reason. That's absolutely right. Yeah, exactly. I I agree as well. That's why I if I was there, I would probably leave with I don't know five or six thousand of them, <laughs> and that would be a tough in my house right now. So would be rough, but biggest proponent of this. So that said, I am sure that this is insanely costly. Where does funding come from for this organization? For your, A lot of our funding comes from the licensing fees um, and registration fees from the cities, um, from everybody who has a dog um, and has to have them licensed and registered. And then for our donation events, for, for our adoption events, excuse me, um, we actually rely on donation. We rely on the community and um, people like Crystal who <laughs> help us um, be, to help us provide those things for anybody who can't afford the $60 to $200 adoption fee for some of these dogs. Got it. And so let's talk about that right now. So the reason this wanted to get bumped up here in the, in the episode order is because on Thursday, December 15th, out in Dana Point at Stillwater Spirits and Sound, there's a, a fundraiser that you're doing, correct? Correct. And so if somebody is listening, and let's say they're in Australia or England or Virginia, for that matter, and they think, gosh, I can't go, but I really love this cause, and I haven't done my charitable donation yet for the year, and I would really like to, and this sounds like a worthy cause, and you guys have a lot of animals and are doing a lot of good how would they go about being able to donate directly to you if they can't make it to this event on Thursday? Yeah, so they can make a donation directly on their website at ocpetinfo.com. Perfect. And on there, on that website, can you, I mean, without being weird, can you shop for animals? Can you see currently what animals you you know, are available, whether it's a goat, a pig, a dog, a snake, whatever it is? Yeah, you can actually go on and you have an option to look for available dogs or cats or anything else that we have at the shelter at that moment. You can also look to see if you lost your dog, um, mm -hmm. our, our list of lost and found animals, um, if you're looking for um, your lost cat. And then we also have a happily ever after list so you can see the dogs that were recently adopted or returned home. No kidding. Huh. How about that? Well, I think uh, I think that is very 
Uh, cool. Do you have, this is just, uh, you know, I don't mean to be way off topic, but do you share information? Like if a dog has been gone, is there like the next animal shelter over where, you know, if a dog has been, you know, roaming for miles on end, or I don't know how animal shelters work, or is all the information just isolated with you guys? Well, we, we can only list the animals that we have record of, but we do have a list of shelters in the area. So um, you can go on and look to see what other shelters may be housing your dog if that's what you're looking yep, for. Yep, got it. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so tell me this. If somebody is listening and they're thinking, okay, again, they live in Iowa or Minnesota, wherever they are, and they love animals and they didn't even realize that there were opportunities as far as volunteering and, and that sort of thing goes, what are some volunteer opportunities that you guys have that would be typical to an animal shelter that if somebody's got, maybe they don't have a lot of money, but they do have time on their hands, that they could be able to show up at a shelter and say, hey, I'd like to help out. What, what would some ideas be that somebody could do? Well, we, we do have kind of an extensive volunteer um, registration process, but okay. if you're able to, because we do need a background check everybody, but once everyone's in, there's so many things and so many ways to help, whether it's simply sitting down and socializing cats, helping clean out the kitten nursery, um, helping walk and socialize dogs or rabbits. Um, it can be a lot of fun. Sometimes it's a lot of hard work, but without without our volunteers, we um, I don't think we'd get very far. Right. Any idea how many you guys have? Um, we probably have uh, about 300. Wow. No kidding. Yeah, that is monumental. So again, if you're listening and this whole thing is about inspiring you to make a difference, that is an amazing thing to be able to really do uh, good, especially for folks like uh, Jessica and Brittany here, that I'm sure there's there's no way that your shelter could stay open and keep running without those 300 individuals that are showing up on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. So if you are looking into 2017 and thinking, what could I do with my time and how can I make a difference? This would be uh, absolutely a phenomenal way. Now, if somebody is thinking, okay, I've I figured out, you know, what animal uh, I would like to get, is this a one-day thing? You can just show up, you look at the animals, pay the money, and go. Is that is that typically how yes, that works? All of, yes, all of our animals are first come, first serve. Okay. Um, so if you were to find somebody online and you want to come and visit um, and then adopt, you could do that on the same day. Got it. Now, didn't you say that you also took in injured animals? Or like wildlife? Yes, we do. And how, so how, if somebody, I don't know, is somebody driving down the road and sees a hit bird? <laughs> I can't even imagine what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it just, it, it depends on the situation, of huh. course. Um, I think that the goat that we actually had in recently, somebody found Stray uh, wandering around and um, he was injured. So we brought him in and had him, uh, had him get some medical care and taken care of oh. before a rescue came and picked him up. Oh, very nice. Well, see, I, I should have been there. I would have, uh, I would have taken him in a heartbeat. Crystal, <laughs> just be on the lookout right now. I'm telling you, I've got a thing for goats. Goats um, covered. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. So, what should people know that we haven't already talked about or that we haven't covered on this show thus far? If somebody is 
contemplating an animal and they're thinking, gosh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some common drawbacks of somebody going to a pet store or a breeder versus going to an animal shelter. I think a lot of people have a stigma about abused animals and thinking that I don't know what their history is. I don't know what their background is. And especially if I've got kids and and maybe that's a, a worry or a threat. What are some of the stigmas that people hold around older dogs or, you know, dogs that have been taken in versus, you know, as I said, just going to a breeder? What should people think about? What should people be worried about, not worried about to get them past uh, this as an alternative to get a dog? Well, we, we should remember we have dogs and cats from all sorts of situations. So the truth is that for a lot of them, especially for the the ones that come from a family who couldn't keep them um, for whatever reason because they were moving, because um, their landlord had a change of heart or a change of mind, or um, they just couldn't afford it anymore. We do have a lot of history on some of these animals, and we know how they they live with other cats or other dogs or even kids and other people. Um, A lot of them, you know, are are already house trained, so you wouldn't have to go through that whole headache. They all, they are already trained with tricks and um, they're very, very sweet animals and a lot of them just need homes. Um, you know, they were unfortunately, unfortunately displaced, so um, they just need our help. Got it. And so I'm assuming if somebody shows up that there's people there that will listen and help you out real time of, hey, here's my life situation. What's the best dog for me? Right? Exactly. Yes. Okay, very cool. Um, so, Crystal, I'm going to put you on the spot here because you are such a dog lover. Mm-hmm. So, your dogs that you uh, have on social media frequently that I love watching, I mean, you truly are a dog lover. So, if you were talking to somebody and saying, hey, if you have one shot of where you're going to get a dog, and there's lots of different options out there. I mean, you can jump on Craigslist, right? I mean, there's many different places for you. And I know this is very, OC Animal Care is very near and dear to your heart. If you were to give one plug for this place and why to consider this as an option this Christmas as really, I think, one of the most significant gifts you can give, what would that be that you would say to folks? Well, I think it's very important. Just, I just want to touch base on how Jessica said that last year they took in over 26 thousand animals. That's that's a significant number, right? So on top of that, every single year, there are thousands of animals that are being euthanized because the shelters are overcrowded and there's just not enough adoptive homes to take them in. And, you know, that's, I just, I feel like that's, that, that's so sad. That's a sad, that's a sad, sad number. And anything I can do to change that, I would, I, I want to do. And in my opinion, you know, ending a life even if it's in a nonviolent way, is just not the answer. And that's why I love OC Animal Care Center because they reallocate their funds to focus on adoption events and to educate the public on responsible pet ownership. And that in turn, you know, that benefits the animals that are in their care. But again, without donations, none of that is, impo- is possible. So that is why the fundraiser is so important. Exactly. I agree. And, you know, when I first uh, saw that Crystal was promoting this event and I started thinking about when I first started this podcast, I, I'm a big dog lover and I wanted to devote a portion of my Thursday 
episodes to finding homes for dogs. And I kicked around all kinds of ideas. I thought I'll get a rotation of, you know, 50 different dog shelters. And so it's yeah. kind of all, you know, over the United States. And and then I thought, you know, I, I know for a fact that people kind of go to great lengths to adopt an animal. If they see one that they like, they'll drive or fly or whatever it is. So I was chatting with uh, Jessica before the show and saying, I would like to every Thursday going forward do a highlight to whatever the pet of the week is that they choose that for whatever reason is uh, something that, you know, is maybe highly adoptable or for whatever, I'm going to leave this up to them. But at the end of every Thursday, I'm going to start highlighting a different pet of the week and the contact information and, and some details about this particular animal. So if you're interested, you can get a hold of them and, uh, and don't delay because I'm sure it's like Costco, you know, you see something one day and you go back a couple weeks later and it's gone. So hopefully it helps not only to um, highlight these certain pets every single week of what is an option, but to keep in the forefront of everybody's mind, just like Crystal said, the loss of an animal's life because somebody had to downsize from a house to an apartment and that apartment no longer takes animals is not the fault of that animal. And for that animal to not only wind up at an animal shelter, um, but potentially some animal shelters, not this one, but there are other places that have a, a time limit because of overcrowding that after 90 days or a handful of months have to be euthanized. And I don't know of many more tragic things to ever happen than that. So this, whatever I can do as well to help promote this, I am super eager to get started with this. So every Thursday, you will see a pet of the week and whatever its information is. So if you want that pet or want to know more about other pets like that, I will have all of that on my every single Thursday show notes page for OC Animal Care Center. So you can learn more about adopting a pet or get the one for that particular Thursday. So I'm really excited uh, about that. So uh, thanks, you guys, for helping me fulfill something that was a big reason sure. for me even starting this podcast. So I'm really fired up for that. So uh, I can't wait. And I can assure you, you ever send a picture of a goat my way, and I will just drive down there. So uh, I'm going to keep that in mind. Yes, <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. You know, this please isn't do. an easy task. So all shelters can use all the help they can get. So we appreciate you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and so as we're wrapping this up, like I mentioned, if you are listening and you want to make a difference, volunteering is one. There are so many animal shelters out there that literally rely upon volunteer help that would not be able to stay open otherwise. Funds, whether you look up uh, your local shelter and see if they're doing any pause walks or what they're doing for fundraisers, or like the one here, if you happen to be anywhere near uh, Dana Point on December 15th on Thursday night, it would be awesome to see you there. Chris and I will both be there. Uh, uh, Brittany and Jessica, I'm assuming you're going to be there. I hope you're there. I'd be nice to get to meet you in person, but this will be a fun event. And if you can't do something like this and you just want to send in a check, every last dollar I know will go a very long way in helping out these animals. And certainly the uh, other option is if you are at all considering a pet, consider wisely. I say on almost every show, whatever choice you're making, really take time to be mindful about what you're doing. I think it's got to be one of the worst things to take a pet home, have not done your due diligence, only to have to a week or two later bring that pet back in. So there are a lot of options. Think about what's going to fit your lifestyle the best. Choose the right pet for you. And then 
it's not only making a difference in the life of the family, but the uh, tremendous difference you're making in the life of this pet that, uh, that, like I said, it wasn't his choice um, that he didn't work out in his prior family's home, is that uh, to be able to take these animals in and adopt them and, and give them a second chance at life is, I think, kind of a big reason why we're all here. So with that, uh, I'm going to do a little roundtable. Any last closing thoughts here as we wrap this show up? Jessica, anything that you would like uh, the audience to know before we go? Um, I just want to say thank you in advance to anybody who's able to help out. Without these funds, we wouldn't be able to provide them with all their toys, enrichment, treats, supplies, so many things that we need every single day. Um, So thank you to anybody who's able to donate. Perfect. And Ms. Crystal? Yes. I also just wanted to add, you know, if you can't volunteer or give a monetary donation or, you know, if you do attend the, the fundraiser and you don't see any items that are really to your liking, the shelter also accepts item donations. So you could bring, you know, foods and treats, bedding, toys, grooming and bathing supplies. And if you drop them off at the event, I will deliver them to the shelter for you. Wow. I didn't even know that. That is very cool. Awesome. So uh, great. I'm glad you said that, Crystal. I never even would have uh, realized that was an option. So all very cool. Well, I hope if you're listening that you feel a different level and a different type of inspiration in the way that you can make a difference in the lives that truly matter. I know usually this show is really focused on making a difference in people's lives, uh, but this here, this making a difference, is one that is very near and dear to, to Jessica, Brittany, Crystal, and myself, and I know so many of you listening. So I hope this holiday season, if, if you're at all considering it, that you go out, go to your local animal shelter, find an animal Animal that truly does need a loving home and make this uh, the start of a really memorable lifetime, not only for your family, but for the pet as well that you adopt. There are so many that are in need. So in closing, thank you so much, ladies, for uh, making the trek to get this podcast off the uh, ground. And I so look forward to seeing you guys on uh, Thursday. So thank you for being part of the show. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.